The Morning Blend, a triple shot of Catholicism, conversation, and coffee. David and Brenda start your day with a fresh cup of joy and inspiration, whether it's through interviews, news, music, or prayer. It's all viewed through a Catholic lens. It's The Morning Blend on the bridge between your faith and everyday life. Mater Day Radio. And a very good Wednesday morning to you. It is February 15th, 7 a.m. David and Brenda with you on the Morning Blend. Thank you so much for joining us. You know what I'll say next Wednesday at this time? Uh, Yes, I will be wanting a piece of sausage to go with my eggs, but not being able to have it. That's right. Next week, exactly a week from today, Ash Wednesday, the start of Lent. It's a giveaway day at church. That's right. Everybody gets their ashes on Wednesday. It's a full crowd on Ash Wednesday at Mass, so make sure you arrive early so you can sit near the front, David. I know that's your favorite place. I like to be right up front there, absolutely. (laughs) Look at that. I just looked out right now. The sky is beautifully clear and the moon is directly above me look at that it's just a little shaving of a a, a moon right gorgeous out there there is a dense fog advisory in place oh i hit it this morning it was really thick in vancouver as i was kind of coming across the uh, city to get onto i-5 uh yeah everybody was going slow and i knew i know my route it doesn't take uh, any time at all but Everybody was slowing down because we had some really thick fog. There were little uh, sparklies on the road this morning, too, I noticed in some areas. It is cold out there. A lot of locales under 32 degrees this morning. So a chilly morning out there. You may encounter a few icy spots. So be careful out there driving along with the fog. So uh, there's your little warning for this morning as we get going. So let me ask you this. Now the sun's up, so you don't need to use, I mean, lights on for safety, but you don't need to use them to see. Is it best when you are in thick fog at night to use your low beams or your high beams? Low beams, I think. I think that's the rule because I was switching between the two and I'm like, I, uh, the high beams seem to just reflect yeah. more of the fog, and I'm not actually seeing any deeper. Right. So yeah, I'm pretty sure it's low, low beams. beams and fog. You can you can check that, but I'm pretty sure I've got the little uh, fog lights too on the bottom of my car that I can turn on. That gives are you those like bit. the yellow lights, uh, or are no, they like they're, lower? Th- they're just lower down, lower on the car. I think it gives you a little okay. a, little more close up look. So. That would be okay. more low beam, too, I assume. I suppose. Yeah. yeah. My car's pretty low to the ground, so I don't have the extra, you know, right. fog lights that uh, some do. So how was your St. Valentine's Day evening? Pretty uneventful. Yeah? Nothing too fancy going on. The kids seem to have more fun with it. Uh, our son and his girlfriend went uh, out, and Ashton got a, uh, a trip to the bookstore with Scott, our daughter, and got a little Valentine gift there. But for us, yeah, not so much. We're saving for the weekend. We're heading out on the weekend. Remember, I talked oh, about that right. yesterday. Yeah, yeah. So, you're, you're... so otherwise, though, it was a pretty ordinary kind of evening. Yeah, we had a nice evening. Just Did you? Just the two of us. Uh, we just had a nice dinner at home and relaxed and enjoyed. Yeah, like yeah. I said, when, when these types of days fall in the middle of the week, we tend to just kind of on our own and move it to the next available weekend. And that goes for birthdays, too. Yeah, we do that as well. Yeah. Like, okay, your birthday's during the week. We recognize you in the morning. Happy birthday. Have a great day. Come this weekend, though, we're going to have the big party. I had a very tasty little chocolate tea cake. It was lovely. 
Did you really? I did. Yes, I did. I ate the last Reese's heart that was on the table here. I saw that. I was very I was very upset. But today we do get to celebrate. I don't want to let the morning go too far. I understand that there is a special treat coming today for our staff meeting. Sarah Kenzie, our digital media manager. It's her big birthday today. Hey, happy birthday. Happy birthday to Sarah. So we get to celebrate that a little later. Well, I'm glad you told me that. So don't eat too much breakfast. You can (laughs) fill it with cake later. (laughs) I will have to do that. I'll I'll wait on that. Uh, What do you got coming up this morning, by the way? Oh, David, this is incredible. Jesus is hit by lightning. What? Literally. Yeah. An incredible photo snaps the exact moment it happened. I got to believe you're speaking of some sort of a statue. Oh, just you wait and see this. All right. We'll, we'll wait to hear on that. And big story this morning. I mean, I don't know if you heard this yesterday. I think I mentioned this to you, but uh, a favorite character is coming back. Oh, okay. Yeah, yeah. I think I, uh, um, I, I'm i not sure <laughs> if I know who it is, but I right. hopefully I love him a lot. Yes, I think I think. <laughs> I think uh, I love you and he loves me or whatever the, oh, the song is. So, oh, uh, yeah. okay. Yeah, that's a hint. All right. Well, I can't wait to hear more of right. this. we got a great show ahead for you on this Wednesday morning. We're going to start things now with Jamie Teton. It's a good day. We are the Morning Blend right here at Mater Day Radio, the bridge between your faith and everyday life. <laughs> Run! 
Jamie Teton and a good day. It's 7.09 at Mater Day Radio, the bridge between your faith and everyday life. David and Brenda with you on this Wednesday already. It's already Wednesday. It's Wednesday. That happens when you take Monday ah, off. I like that. That's a good way to go. Well, you're going to learn about Mary's miracles, and we'll do so right after the forecast. Support for Mater Day Radio comes from our Leadership Circle members, including Best Buy in Town Landscape Supply. Since 1984, Best Buy in Town has been supplying the area with landscape products and services, including bark dust blowing, rock, soil, sod, and recycler of yard debris. Located at 2200 Cornelius Pass Road in Hillsboro. Online at bestbybark.com or 503-645-6665. Good morning. Please join me, Father Martin King, pastor of St. Thomas More Catholic School and Parish, in this morning prayer. In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit, amen. O God, enlighten my mind with truth, inflame my heart with love, inspire my will with courage, enrich my life with service, pardon what I have been, sanctify what I am. Order what I shall be, and thine shall be the glory, and mine eternal salvation. Through Jesus Christ, my Lord. Amen. In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. God bless. For more prayer resources, please visit our website at materdayradio.com or check the prayer section on the new Hail Mary Media app. It may be hard to believe, but Ash Wednesday and the start of Lent are just days away. Get ready for this special season in the church with help from Mater Dei Radio. Unite with us in prayer during our three daily broadcasts of the Holy Mass, the Sacred Mysteries of the Holy Rosary, the Chaplet of Divine Mercy, and Catholic Reflections that will enrich your life. Mater Dei Radio is also eager to pray for your personal requests through our prayer hotline. You can send an intention to our prayer team now by clicking the pray button on the Hail Mary Media app and materdayradio.com or call directly to the prayer hotline at 503-285-3737. That's 503-285-3737. Lent will be here before you know it. Make sure you're ready to pray with the Hail Mary Media app and Materday Radio, leading souls to Jesus through the Blessed Virgin Mary. It is 712 at Mater Day Radio. Well, there is a dense fog advisory out there, so be aware and really chilly temperatures as well. So uh, definitely drive carefully this morning. 
We'll see sunshine a little bit later today, a high of 45 degrees. And then tonight, again, frosty, low down to 30. And then for Thursday, mostly cloudy skies, a high of 45. Currently, it is a chilly 31 degrees at St. John the Evangelist Catholic Church in Vancouver. And 31 degrees at St. Elizabeth Ann Seton Church in Aloha. Well, when you see photos of beautiful churches and shrines dedicated to our Blessed Mother, well, we often think of the grand architectures of Europe at Lourdes, even Fatima. But for many, an overseas trip to visit them, it's just not possible. Well, you don't have to travel overseas to discover our Blessed Mother's miraculous love for her children. In her new book, Mary's Miracles, A Traveler's Guide to Catholic America, author Marion Amberg takes you to more than 50 shrines right here in the United States. Marion is joining us to tell us some more. Good morning, Marion. Thanks so much for joining the Morning Blend. Thank you so much. It's a joy to be with you. Well, Marion, you are like the Rick Steves of Catholic travel. How did you begin to put this travel guide together for Catholic Marion America? Well, when I was writing my first Catholic travel book that's um, called Monuments, Marvels and Miracles, A Traveler's Guide to Catholic America. I started noticing all of these shrines around the country dedicated to Mary, cathedrals, chapels, shrines, grottos, and many of them had miraculous stories to them. But unfortunately, I wasn't able to tell all of those stories in my first travel book, so I decided, let's just do a separate book that's dedicated to Mary and include as many chapels and shrines as we could. Well, in a reading history of our Catholic faith, we know of the European shrines and basilicas and cathedrals dedicated to Our Lady, hundreds and hundreds of years old. And here in the United States, while we aren't as old, there are some shrines dedicated to our mother, well, right from the beginnings of this country. What's the oldest shrine that you highlight in your book? Uh, The oldest shrine that I highlight in the book is in St. Augustine, Florida. And as most readers probably know, the Spaniards arrived in St. Augustine in 1565. On September 8th, 1565, uh, September 8th is the feast day of the Nativity of Mary. They offered the first Mass at St. Augustine. And that's one reason why St. Augustine is considered the birthplace of Christianity in America. It is around around 1600 that uh, the Spaniards at St. Augustine erected the first chapel, the first shrine to Mary. And that was to Our Lady of La Leche, and that means Our Lady of the Milk and Happy Delivery. Uh, That shrine is no longer standing, and somehow that statue got lost over over the centuries. But they do have a beautiful, gorgeous little shrine on grounds, and and it's dedicated to Our Lady of La Leche. And a lot of couples who are having trouble conceiving will go to this shrine and pray before the statue. It's a statue of Mary nursing the baby Mm. Jesus. And they will ask for the gift of a child. And many times the, the request comes back in the form of twins. They are doubly blessed. Wow. 
That's just some of what you will read about if you pick up Mary's Miracles, A Traveler's Guide to Catholic America. It is out by our Sunday visitor. Marion Amberg is the author, and she's joining us today. Well, we I talked about some of these great shrines around the world and the apparitions that are dedicated to our Blessed Mother. Many people think of a Lourdes, also Fatima, but some people forget well, there is an approved Marian apparition right here in the United States. Of course, it is also featured in your book. Tell us about Champion, Wisconsin. Oh, that is a great, great place. Mm-hmm. So, in um, that that was uh, that area was basically settled uh, by by Belgians who had immigrated to America, and in 1859, Adele Brees she she came to America with her parents and her family. She was walking through some woods and she, all of a sudden she saw this this image of a lady and you know, she was really startled and she didn't know what it was and, and all of a sudden, you know, that the image disappeared. Well, she had a total of three apparitions of Mary and um Many, many healings have taken place at, at this place. So it, the, the shrine is dedicated to Our Lady of Good Help, and she has been a very good help to many people who come there to pray for whatever, for whatever reason. Um, it could be a healing or somebody is crippled to be healed. It could be finances. It could, it could be anything. Mm. Wow, that is uh, so amazing. And again, does it take a big overseas airplane trip to get you there? Well, you just got to have a little sense of adventure. Hit the road. Marion Amberg joining us today. We're talking about wonderful Marian shrines and chapels and special places dedicated to our Blessed Mother. Well, here in Portland... We know well and love our little piece of heaven that can be found at the National Sanctuary of Our Sorrowful Mother. Holding relics of St. Peregrine, folks come from all over to visit the grotto. And Marion, well, you featured our beautiful grotto in your book. Tell us more about it, because I think you've got a little bit of a story that many of us are not familiar with. What I like about the grotto is the story, the story that goes back to 1892, when little Peter Mayer, he was living up in Ontario, Canada, his mother was dying. His mother had just given birth to a baby girl, but she was dying. And, and little Peter, you know, nine years old, he had big fat tears running down his cheeks. He ran to the local church, St. Mary's Church, and he, he knelt and he prayed and he said, Mary... If you save my mother, I will do something great for the church. So he made this big, bold promise. you got to remember, he's just nine years wow. old. Mm-hmm. This big, big, bold promise he would do something great. Well, his mother lived, the, his baby sister lived. And what's so unique about the grotto, other than the ground, is that Peter Mayer, he honored his nine-year-old promise. He joined the Servites, and he took the name Father Ambrose. And so in 1923, he found this railroad property, and he it cost $48,000. He had 3000 to put down as a down payment, 
he stuck out his neck and face, and he and the Blessed Mother got the property. And it was about a year later that the grotto was dedicated. It, it's just a, a fantastic story that no matter how old or young or whatever state we are in life, we can turn to the Blessed Mother and ask for her help. Oh, for sure. And as I said, it is our little piece of heaven right here in the heart of Portland, just kind of as a, a light to well, an area so in need of our mother's love. You know, there are many lights like the grotto around the country. Kind of just let our listeners know how you break open this book. So that way, well, every area practically of the United States, well, it has a dedication to our Blessed Mother. I break the book down into seven geographic regions. I start with the Northeast region. And one of my favorite uh, shrines there is the Basilica of Our Lady of Victory. And that was built uh, by Venerable Nelson Baker. And then from there, I go down to the southeastern part of the country and then up to the Midwest, where, of course, we have Champion in Wisconsin. Well, hopefully our listeners are intrigued. Maybe they want to plan a little bit of a pilgrimage, so to speak, and try to hit as many of these amazing sites as possible. Where are they going to be able to get a copy? Well, for sure they can get a copy at the Grotto and right there in Portland. It's available from Catholic bookstores, um, online from Our Sunday Visitor, also online from other retailers. Um, so it just matter just Google or run into your uh, local Christian bookstore. Well, that sounds perfect. Make it real easy so that way, well, people can hit the road and find Marian Shrines across the country. Marian, I sure appreciate your time today. It was such a wonderful book. Thanks so much for joining us. Thank you. It was a pleasure. And again, that is Marian Amberg. The name of the book, Mary's Miracles, A Traveler's Guide to Catholic America. I will be sure to include links to where you can get a copy for yourself. Also find Marian's first book, Monuments, Marvels, and Miracles, A Traveler's Guide to Catholic America. You're going to find those links on the podcast of this interview, materdayradio.com and the Hail Mary media app. And it is 723 at Mater Day Radio. David and Brenda with you on this Wednesday morning. You mentioned the Hail Mary Media app. If you have not downloaded it yet, please check it out. Just go to our website. It's right there on the front page. It's a really easy process to download it. We have the instructions there for you. With the Hail Mary Media app, you can get access to our exclusive audio, video, and text prayer library. You can tune into the live broadcast of Mater Day Radio, sign up for customized prayer reminders, and so much more. It's Mater Day Radio's free Hail Mary media app on our website at materdayradio.com. Support for Mater Day Radio comes from our Leadership Circle members, including Dr. Mark Bianco, family dentist. Dr. Bianco practices family dentistry in the neighborhood of 122nd Avenue and Stark Street in Southeast Portland. Dr. Bianco Family Dentist, online at biancodentistry.com or 503-252-1722. That's 503-252-1722. Hello, this is Emily Jaminette with a Mother's Moment. Getting a family dressed for any occasion can be quite an event. As moms, we are constantly being asked, now where are my shoes and socks? Or I don't wanna wear what you laid out for me. 
As parents, we hold a very important role for our children on how they dress. And as mothers, we need to be encouraged to hold high standards for ourselves and our children and help them to honor their bodies as the temple of the Holy Spirit. In Romans 13, 11 through 14, it states, let us throw off the works of darkness and put on the armor of light. Do we dress as if we are part of God's army? And do we have the same standard for our own children? As moms, we must not be confused over Vogue style and Christian standards. We can have style with regards to how we dress, but we must conduct ourselves as Catholic Christian women and never allow our family to compromise the standard. The whole church is depending on us to do our job and enforce this high standard so as to teach our children what a Catholic Christian looks like. In Romans, it goes on to state, but put on the Lord Jesus Christ and make no provisions for the desire of the flesh. Let us pray, Jesus, please help us to have the strength and the conviction to dress so that is pleasing to you. Amen. May we change the world by wanting to dress in our armor of light. Hello, Bill Lemire here from the Labore Society. Did you know that Labore has now rescued close to 400 Catholic vocations from the barrier of student loan debt? Labore envisions a culture where vocations to priesthood and religious life will never be lost to student loan debt. Our vision, of course, depends on the generosity of devoted Catholics like you. Please visit rescuevocations.org to learn how you can help us strengthen the future of the Catholic Church. As we surpass three decades of broadcasting, all of us at Mater Dei Radio are thankful for the many blessings this special radio ministry provides to our Catholic community. To ensure that our faith continues to thrive in today's media, we hope you will consider including Mater Dei Radio in your estate planning. There are many estate planning options to choose from, but one way would be to include Mater Dei Radio as a beneficiary in your will. More information on estate planning is on our website at materdayradio.com. Some are morning people. Others are not. Either way, we help start your day off right. The Morning Blend with David and Brenda on Mater Day Radio. It is 726 at Mater Day Radio, and some changes could be coming to a crosswalk near you. We'll have the details in the news. And Jesus got hit by some lightning. This is an incredible scene shot at the perfect moment. I'll talk about it coming up in news. Here is Matt Redman. Bless the Lord. We are the Morning Blend right here at Mater Day Radio. Bless the Lord, oh my soul. Oh my soul. Worship his holy.
time has come Still my soul will sing your praise Matt Redmond and bless the Lord. It's 731 at Mater Day Radio, the bridge between your faith and everyday life. And in your news this hour, Pope Francis said Wednesday that Christians are called to bring the gospel into the world without becoming worldly. For the church falling into worldliness is the worst thing that can happen, the Pope said. Now, speaking in his general audience in Paul VI, Paul, Pope Francis reflected on Jesus' words to his disciples, saying, Behold, I am sending you like sheep among wolves. Pope Francis quoted a homily by St. John Chrysostom in which the late 14th century church father wrote, As long as we are lambs, we will conquer. And even if we are surrounded by many wolves, we will overcome them. But if we become wolves, We will be defeated because we will be deprived of the shepherd's help. He does not shepherd wolves, but lambs. Now, the live stream address was the fourth in Pope Francis' cycle of catechesis on the passion for evangelization. And at the end of the audience, Pope Francis asked Catholics not to forget to pray for the people of Ukraine that their cruel suffering may soon be over. He also thanked musicians from a youth orchestra who performed at the general audience and greeted pilgrims. Well, don't be surprised if you come upon a closed crosswalk in the near future. The Oregon Department of Transportation has announced it will be closing 181 crosswalks across busy roads this year. The crossings are on state highways that serve as major roads in ODOT's Region 1. That includes cities such as Portland, Beaverton, Hillsboro, Tigard, Lake Oswego, and more. Closures are planned as part of a project to bring approximately 25,000 crosswalks across the state into compliance with the Americans with Disabilities Act. Now, most of the crosswalks will be upgraded with safety improvements and kept open, ODOT says the project was launched in response to a formal complaint from the Association of Oregon Centers for Independent Living. Together, the parties reached an agreement to improve curb ramps and pedestrian signals along all state highways. I know they've done some improvements in some crosswalks near us, too. Have they? they? Kind of cut, they cut out the curbs and they, you know, you got a, like a little ramp that goes up onto mm-hmm. the sidewalk. They're nice. Uh, they did the same thing in Clark County in our neighborhood not too long ago. And they also, they, they cut the sidewalk, they made the ramp, but they also put that kind of a, I believe it's a like a, a for scene impaired, like a bumpy oh, right. yes. kind of a pad uh-huh. there, too, so you could feel where the ramp is yep. also. I know you're talking about. 
Well, Clark County schools saw a mixed bag of results across four funding measures in three districts in early results Tuesday night. Vancouver Public Schools, the second biggest district in southwest Washington, is passing its replacement levy, while three levies between the Washougal School District and Woodland Public Schools are failing. Just 40,871 ballots have been counted as of Tuesday night among the more than 182,000 thousand registered voters. Now, two funding proposals in the Washougal School District appear to be failing. Both measures require a simple majority to pass. Now, the district is made up of voters in both Clark and Skamania counties. Proposition 10, also a replacement educational program and operations levy, is failing with 52 percent voting to reject. Now, Woodland Public Schools replacement educational programs and operations levy also appeared to be failing with 56.7% voting to reject across both Clark and Cowlitz counties. Hey, kids, do you have permission from your parents to use Facebook? I don't. Well, that's what Ohio Governor Mike DeWine is hoping for, as his new budget proposal would create a law that social media companies must obtain a parent's permission for children under 16 years of age to sign up for social media and gaming apps. Companies subject to the regulations include Facebook, TikTok, Instagram, and YouTube. They would have to produce methods to determine if a user is under 16 and send written confirmation to parents to verify their consent is legitimate. Now, if parents do not sign off on the company's terms of service, their children could not use the platforms. The restrictions would apply only to new accounts. It would not apply to e-commerce or online shopping. Hmm. Okay, I definitely need more permission to be using my (laughs) online accounts. I think you're of age, but yes. Well, a photographer captured the breathtaking moment lightning struck the iconic Christ the Redeemer statue in Rio de Janeiro late last week. The once-in-a-lifetime photograph, which has gone viral on social media, shows a bolt of lightning hitting the head of the nearly 100-foot-tall statue. It is the largest depiction of Christ in the world. Fernando Braga captured the stunning scene when a thunderstorm hit the coast. He then posted the photograph on Instagram saying, Divine Lightning, it's Friday. Braga wrote this in Portuguese. He said he snapped the photo around 6.55 p.m. Friday using his Nikon camera. Now, Christ the Redeemer, which has been named one of the seven modern wonders of the world towers over Rio de Janeiro, over 2,000 feet on Corcovado Hill. It was built in 1931 with 700 tons of concrete and it is lined with soapstone. The statue has become an emblem of the city as well as a national symbol for Brazil. Now, the statue itself is 125 feet tall and stands on a 26-foot pedestal. Of course, its arms stretched wide. 92 feet across. Yeah. Quite a wingspan, we'll say. I'm looking at this photo. I opened this picture up for you. Tell us what you see. It's amazing because the bolt of lightning is huge. It's like thick. It's not just like a little line coming down. It's a really thick bolt of lightning. It's pretty incredible. It's incredible. We've all seen lightning come flash across the sky, but to be standing there at the precise moment, watching the statue with your camera and then... The millisecond that it takes for lightning to strike. 
Yeah. That's an incredible picture. You should I, look it up today. I'm wondering what the clap of thunder was like that associated oh. with that. It had to have been a huge incredible. If you were yeah, yeah. Cause especially, it looks like he wasn't. He obviously was near it when yeah. it happened, and uh, yeah, I'm sure he felt that inside his own head too. <laughs> Pretty stunning. Well, in sports, the Portland Trail Blazers will be heading into the All Star break with a loss. Last night at the Moda Center, the Blazers fell to the Washington Wizards. 126 to 101. Kyle Kuzma had the hot hand for the Wizards, scoring 33 points. Damian Lillard once again led Portland with 39, but overall the Blazers shot just 28% from behind the arc. Portland will need some time to heal up with several players sitting out last night, including center Yusuf Nurkic. Also, Anthony Simons went out of the game third quarter with a sprained ankle. So they mm. did x-rays and it was negative. They're going to do more today, I think, like an MRI to see just to make sure. Unfortunately, he was set to play in the All-Star game or in the three-point shooting contest. Oh, no. So we'll see if he makes it for that now. So that, that'll be sad if he can't play in that. Uh, Blazers will next play February 23rd at Sacramento. Portland is two games below five hundred. Well, in just one week, we enter into our Lenten journey with Ash Wednesday. Now, Ash Wednesday and Good Friday are obligatory days of fasting and abstinence for Catholics. And in addition, Fridays during Lent are obligatory days of abstinence. Now, for members of the Latin Catholic Church, which the norms on fasting are obligatory from age 18 to 59. Now, when fasting, a person is permitted to eat one full meal as well as two smaller meals that together are not equal to a full meal. And the norms concerning abstinence from meat are binding upon members of the church from age 14 onwards. The USCCB goes on to state, if possible, the fast on Good Friday is continued until the Easter Vigil on Holy Saturday night as the Paschal fast to honor the suffering and death of the Lord Jesus and to prepare ourselves to share more fully and to celebrate more readily his resurrection. Here are seven benefits of fasting, yes, David. okay. This according to St. Augustine. Mm-hmm. He says... Fasting cleanses the soul, raises the mind, subjects one's flesh to the spirit, renders the heart contrite and humble, scatters the clouds of concupiscence, quenches the fires of lust, and kindles the true light of chastity. Okay. Seven reasons why fasting is good for you, especially during Lent. Okay, one way to go. It's time to find out what's going on in our Catholic community. And this Thursday at 7 o'clock, it's Drinks with Dominicans happening at Aquinas Hall at Holy Rosary Parish here in Portland. Join Father Brian Mullady in the fireplace room of Aquinas Hall for a talk entitled, What is Human Happiness? They ask you to please RSVP to the parish office. And remember, you can find details on these and other events. Head over to the community calendar, materdayradio.com and the Hail Mary media app. Well, you are going to learn about St. Claude. That's right after the forecast. 
Support for Matra Day Radio comes from our Leadership Circle members, including the Catholic Youth Organization and Camp Howard. CYO offers local youth positive sports activities throughout the school year and summer camp programs at Camp Howard near scenic Mount Hood. Sports and camp registration information can be found on the web at cyocamphoward.org. That's cyocamphoward.org. Support for Mater Day Radio comes from our Leadership Circle members, including Best Buy in Town Landscape Supply. Since 1984, Best Buy in Town has been supplying the area with landscape products and services, including bark dust blowing, rock, soil, sod, and recycler of yard debris. Located at 2200 Cornelius Pass Road in Hillsboro. Online at bestbuybark.com or 503-645-6665. Hello, I'm Kevin Doran. And I'm Carla Wehrman, co-host of Sunday Commentary. Join us every weekend on Mater Day Radio, Saturday mornings at 7 and Sunday mornings at 8, as we break down the scripture readings so you can better prepare to enter into the beauty and mystery of the Holy Mass. It's fun, fast, and faith-filled. Let us share our love of the good news with you, Saturday mornings at 7 and Sunday mornings at 8 on Mater Day Radio. The bridge between your faith and everyday life. And it is 7.43 here at Mater Day Radio. Well, this chilly morning, going to make way for a mild and partly sunny afternoon. Now, outlying areas, you may still be coming across some lingering fog, so give yourself a little bit of time. Freezing morning temperatures will eventually climb with a high today into the middle 40s. Overnight, more cold air will bring temperatures down to the upper 20s again. Then tomorrow, more clouds, highs again to the mid-40s. No rain in sight, David, until next week. Wow, how about that? Yeah. 28 degrees at St. Alice Church in Springfield. And it is 28 degrees at St. Anne's Catholic Church in Gresham. Good morning. This is Dina Marie, host of The Voice of the Shepherd and Faith Moments with a Saint Moment on Mater Day Radio. Well, this time of the year, many of us may receive or send special messages of love and endearment in the form of heart to symbolize our love on Valentine's Day. But as Christians, we are passionate about an even greater love, and that's the eternal love of God. That love is for each and every one of us. Today, Jesuit priest Father James Kubicki joins us as we reflect upon one of the great Jesuit saints that we recall actually the day after Valentine's Day. So Father James, thanks for coming back this morning and helping us reflect on the lives of the saints. One of your Jesuits, again, we look at on February 15th. Yes, it's St. Claude La Colombière, a French Jesuit who lived in the 1600s and died on February 15th. And as you said, I, I don't think it's a coincidence that he would have died the day after what we celebrate in much of the secular world as St. Valentine's Day, a, a day when we think of romantic love, but also love for family and friends, people that we have a special affection for. But what St. Claude did is he was the spiritual director for St. Margaret Mary. And it was in the 1670s that our Lord appeared to St. Margaret Mary and showed her a different heart. Not a Valentine heart, but his own sacred heart, which was on fire for love of, of humanity. And at first, these apparitions to St. Margaret Mary were suspect. 
Uh, people couldn't believe, one, that Jesus was appearing to her, and secondly, that he was appearing in this way. And St. Claude was sent as a spiritual director confessor to her visitation convent. She was a member of the visitation order, and St. Claude came to uh, be a spiritual director for the sisters. And as he listened to her, it, the Holy Spirit inspired him to see that these apparitions were authentic, that there was nothing against Catholic teaching uh, in these apparitions, and that they ought to be accepted. And in time, uh, unfortunately, he died in his 40s. He was a young man. But in time, his writings were accepted, were read in the convent, and uh, the sisters, uh, as they heard their beloved St. Claude's writings being read uh, while they were eating, they realized he was talking about their own St. Margaret Mary, a special soul. And they accepted the apparitions and began celebrating a feast in honor of the Sacred Heart. And from there, it was a spark that kind of led to a, a wildfire. The spark in the Sacred Heart of Jesus spread throughout the world. So to this day, we honor Jesus and his love for us um, through this devotion to the Sacred Heart of Jesus. You know, Father James, so many times we talk about the saints and we see saints uh, being friends of saints. So here we have Margaret Mary and we have St. Claude that they come together in their prayer, in their love of God, in their desire for holiness. And and now the church officially recognizes them as, you know, as feast days. But that reminds me, we need friends. We need holy friends. We need to continue to grow in holiness. And it takes one another to do that. That's right. And the saints are our friends who can help us. You know, uh, St. Claude was beatified only in 1996, uh, uh, I believe it was. Um, excuse me, he was canonized in 1996, but he was beatified much earlier. And um, for years, uh, people were asking his intercession. And right uh, just south of, of Portland, Oregon, down in California, in a town called Duarte, outside of Los Angeles, there was a hospital that the Carmelite Sisters of the Sacred Heart of Jesus ran. And in that hospital was uh, a Jesuit priest, Father John Poole, who was dying. Uh, he had been a missionary to China. He had been imprisoned by the Chinese communists from 1953 to 1957, released, came back to the United States, his home. And he lay dying in this hospital of pulmonary fibro fibrosis. The doctors said he wasn't going to last through the weekend. But Father uh, Frank Parrish, a wonderful Jesuit priest who was the West Coast director of the Apostleship of Prayer, brought a relic of St. Claude and placed it on Father Hool and prayed for St. Claude's intercession that Father Hool might be uh, healed. Well, the weekend passed, and he began to breathe without oxygen. And on Sunday night, somebody had brought him pizza. And when his provincial came to visit him, thinking he was visiting him for the last time, saw Father Hool sitting up in bed eating pizza. This was a miracle. And the doctors said there's no possible medical scientific explanation for him to get better. And he lived another five years after that. So this led to the canonization of St. Claude. And I think it's a, 
a great example to us that we should reach out to the saints mm -hmm. and ask them to help us. And if you know some particular holy people who um, are waiting for a miracle to be canonized or uh, to be beatified, if they are servants of God and are waiting for a beatification miracle, it's a good time to keep them in mind, to pray for them, to ask their intercession for those special needs that you might have. Yeah. One of our uh, Benedictine monks told me, ask big. God wants us to ask big. So, you know, our father does want us to ask big. Now, how those healings are going to come, we don't know, but we are invited to ask for our needs. And boy, we can certainly ask for the intercession of the saints. Now, have you been able to travel and see some of the uh, where uh, St. Claude and, and Margaret Mary actually lived and, and spent some of their time in ministry? Yes, Dina Marie. You know, on the same pilgrimage that took me to Lourdes, we went to Pere-le-Monial, where the Visitation Convent is. And um, we celebrated Mass there, I and a group of pilgrims, on the very Feast of the Sacred Heart of Jesus. And um, it was a beautiful little chapel it was amazing to be in this chapel and uh, where the tabernacle is, it's a tabernacle that is in the form of a heart. And that is where the uh, back in the 1600s, our Lord appeared to St. Margaret Mary. So they have the tabernacle placed right there. And we celebrated mass uh, for the pilgrims and others who happened to be there. And then just two blocks away is a Jesuit church where uh, St. Claude, his tomb is. And uh, there's a, a beautiful statue of St. Claude right outside the church. Uh, we went there. Um, it's more of an unknown spot because more people know about St. Margaret Mary and less people know about St. Claude. So it was a little more quiet, but it was wonderful to be there and to uh, pray with the pilgrims and to ask St. Claude to continue to intercede for us. And later on that feast day of the Sacred Heart of Jesus, there was a Eucharistic procession all around the area, and a bishop was there visiting, and uh, people were there. Uh, they came to the Sacrament of Reconciliation, so confessionals were set up all over for people to uh, celebrate that sacrament. So to be in Paralemonial on the Feast of the Sacred Heart of Jesus, to be at the very place where Jesus appeared to St. Margaret Mary was certainly a great um, blessing for me. And I would really encourage our listeners that if you ever get a chance to make a pilgrimage to holy sites like that, to be sure to take advantage of that opportunity. Right. And, you know, when you mention that, Father James, it just reminds me that whenever there is and an every day in the church calendar, there's going to be one or maybe several saints that we officially recognize in the church. That's a beautiful day to ask for their intercession. And so I just think for us to be mindful of the saints, of their feast days, of particularly needs, because I think they're just waiting to intercede on behalf of God's people to bring about um, an awareness of Christ in people's lives. That's right. You know, some people think that, um, well, there are days where we don't have what's called an optional memorial or a memorial, but there are saints that are uh, designated for every day of the year. Uh, we just don't celebrate them in the universal church and they're not given that honor, but they are present. So it's important for us, I think, to find a, a good book, Lives of the Saints, and uh, look up each day and see who the saints are, learn more about them, and ask them to be with you that day and every day. 
Absolutely. Well, we're grateful for our Jesuit community and St. Claude Columbia today on February 15th. And with that, Father James, would you help us close with a prayer and your blessing? Happy to do so. Loving God, we thank you for the sacred heart of your son, Jesus, for the way he reveals that heart to us throughout history. We thank you for St. Claude and the Holy Spirit's direction, helping him authenticate the apparitions. We ask you to help all of us grow in our love for Jesus so that our love for our neighbor may also grow. And we ask your blessing upon us all in the name of the Father and of the Son and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. Amen. Thank you so much, Father James, and have a great week. You too. And it is 7.54 here at Mater Day Radio. Well, there is no prayer too big or too small that our Lord will not listen to. And why not join that prayer with Mater Day Radio? If you let us know your special prayer intention through our prayer hotline, our prayer warriors will take that prayer and offer it up as well. You can also submit the name of a dearly beloved who has gone to their eternal rest, and we will pray their name the rosary every day on the air you can find out more information just click on prayer hotline you'll find it at the top of the page at materdayradio.com support for materday radio comes from our leadership circle members including dr mark bianco family dentist dr bianco practices family dentistry in the neighborhood of 122nd avenue and stark street in southeast portland dr bianco family dentist online at biancodentistry.com or 503-252-1722. That's 503-252-1722. Bringing souls to Jesus through the Blessed Virgin Mary. This is Modern Day Radio, KBVM Portland, Salem, Vancouver, KMME Cottage Grove, Eugene, Springfield, Translator K235BF, Eugene, and streaming at moderndayradio.com. Please join me, Deacon Harold Burke-Sivers, and other listeners of Modern Day E-Radio as we pray an act of hope. In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. Oh my God, relying on your infinite mercy and promises, I hope to obtain pardon of my sins, the help of your grace, and everlasting life through the merits of Jesus Christ my Lord and Redeemer. Amen. In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. For more prayer resources, and to let us know how we can pray for your intentions, please visit us at materdayradio.com and click prayer, or call our prayer hotline at 503-285-3737. That's 503-285-3737. A great way to support Mater Day Radio is through our Leadership Circle. These are businesses and organizations whose names you hear on the air every day. They believe in our mission of providing the region with positive Catholic radio programs of faith and hope. Simply put, our Leadership Circle members keep our broadcast strong through their financial generosity. If you run a business or organization, please join us. We need you. Information on our Leadership Circle at materdayradio.com. It's good to the very last drop. The Morning Blend on Mater Day Radio. Leading souls to Jesus through the Blessed Virgin Mary. It is 7.57 at Mater Day Radio. 
He's big, he's purple, and he's back. (laughs) That's in the news coming up. And when traveling through one of the busiest airports in the country, you can grab a coffee, quick meal, or spend some time in adoration before the Blessed Sacrament. I'll tell you where that's happening coming up right after Awaken the Saint. Hey everyone, I'm Colleen with Awaken Catholic, and this is Awaken the Saint. Father Michael Sapoko is called the second apostle of the divine mercy for his fierce commitment to spreading devotion to God's merciful heart. Born in Lithuania in the year 1888, Michael was raised in a deeply religious and patriotic family. In 1914, he became a priest and began his work evangelizing through opening several mission churches and schools. He spent time as a military chaplain during World War I and wrote articles on catechetics, pedagogy, pastoral theology, and spirituality. After receiving his doctorate in theology, he became a well-known professor at the seminary in Vilnius and later a professor of pastoral theology. This is where he met Sister Faustina Kowalska, who would share with him later her revelations of the divine mercy. Father Michael did not initially believe Faustina and as her confessor, he required that she record all of her mystical experiences into notebooks. These six journals became the diary of St. Faustina. It was not until he had her undergo a positive psychiatric evaluation And after careful study of her experiences, intense study of scripture and theology, and his own prayer, the Father Michael was convinced of the validity of the message. Because of this, he was the first to believe in St. Faustina's experiences, and he began the rest of his life promoting devotion to the divine mercy. In 1934, he found an artist, a fellow professor, who would paint the image that we all know now today. In 1935, on the first Sunday after Easter, what we now call Divine Mercy Sunday, Father Michael placed the image on display at the Gate of Dawn, now a holy site in Lithuania. He celebrated Mass and gave the first ever sermon on the Divine Mercy. In 1936, he obtained permission from his Archbishop to print the first brochure on the devotion. Then, two years later, Faustina died and the world was plunged into the Second World War. Forced to flee during the occupation, Father Michael ended up in Poland, where he founded the religious order, the Sisters of the Merciful Jesus, taught in the seminary of Bielostok, and continued to promote the devotion. Unfortunately, in 1959, due to a bad translation of St. Faustina's diary, the Divine Mercy devotion was forbidden by the Vatican for nearly 20 years. But thanks to the Archbishop of Krakow, Karol Wojtyła, who would later become Pope John Paul II, a new investigation was opened, and in 1978, the ban was reversed. Unfortunately, Father Michael did not live to see the full approval of the Divine Mercy, and he died in 1975. Toward the end of his life, he wrote his own thoughts on the message of God's mercy. In his four-volume work titled The Mercy of God and His Works, he detailed his study of God's mercy woven throughout scripture and within church theology, affirming Faustina's revelation of God's greatest attribute, being mercy. In his book, he writes, the decisive factor in obtaining God's mercy is trust. Because trust springs from faith, It strengthens hope and love and is moreover linked up in one way or another with the moral virtues. Blessed Michael Sapoko, pray for us. And that is Awaken the Saint. For more information about the saints or to pray with Mater Dei Radio, please download our free Hail Mary Media app. Details at materderadio.com. It's 801. And in your news, Archbishop Gregory Hartmeyer of Atlanta dedicated and blessed his archdiocese's newest chapel, 
Well, on his way to catch a flight Monday, airline workers and travelers flying through the busiest airport in the world can now spend time in the real presence of Christ thanks to the efforts of the Hartsfield-Jackson Atlanta International Airport chaplains and the cooperation of the Archdiocese of Atlanta. Located in the International Terminal, the Eucharistic Chapel will be a permanent fixture at the airport and is open 24 hours a day, seven days a week. Now, after receiving approval from the Archbishop, the tabernacle was installed in November of last year. But because only travelers and airline workers can get past security to access the chapel, the Archbishop was not able to officially bless it until this Monday. Now, shortly before his flight departed. Now, Chaplain Father Kevin Meek said, I go out there and offer Mass on Saturday night and Sunday night for all the travelers in order to give them two opportunities to make their Sunday obligation. One of the greatest parts of having a Eucharistic chapel, Peek explained, is that it allows the airport's three other Catholic chaplains, who are deacons, to offer communion services when a priest is not available to say Mass. Oh, that's nice. Yeah, I, th- I never thought about having yeah. a, a chapel with Eucharist in it uh, and Mass being said in an airport. Yeah. I think that's great. Well, the beatification date has been announced for Yosef and Victoria Ullman and their seven children who were killed by the Nazis for hiding a Jewish family in their home in Portland, in Poland. The Archdiocese of Piremska announced Tuesday that the entire Ulma family, including one unborn child, will be beatified on September 10th. Cardinal Marcelo Cimarraro, the prefect of the Vatican Dicastery for the Causes of Saints, will preside over the beatification ceremony in the village in southeast Poland, where the Olma family was executed in 1944. Pope Francis recognized the martyrdom of the couple and their children in a decree signed in December. The World Holocaust Remembrance Center has honored the Olmas as righteous among the nations for the sacrifice of their lives. Well, at the age of 89, the oldest member of Congress has announced she is ending her groundbreaking political career that has spanned six decades. Diane Feinstein of California says she will not seek re-election in 2024, although she plans to remain in Congress through the end of her term. The announcement was widely expected as Feinstein, a Democrat, turns 90 in June. In her announcement yesterday, Feinstein said, even with a divided Congress, we can still pass bills that will improve lives. Each of us was sent here to solve problems. That's what I've done for the last 30 years, and that's what I plan to do for the next two years. Feinstein has worked under five presidential administrations and alongside two presidents who also served with her in the Senate. That'd be Barack Obama and Joe Biden. So, boy, what a career. That's a long one for sure. Yeah. Well, a new bill aims to address a major staffing shortage in Oregon's dental industry, specifically among dental assistants and hygienists. House Bill 2979 would put $20 million towards funding, training, and education programs for college and high school students, as well as on-the-job training. It would also expand existing incentives for dental professionals serving in high-need areas. According to the Oregon Health Authority, dental offices lost 56% of their staff during the first year of the pandemic. 
For prospective physician offices, they lost only 11%. The problem, according to many in the industry, is not enough aspiring dental care professionals are in the pipeline. Representative High Fam of Hillsborough is the bill's chief sponsor, as well as a pediatric dentist. Some dental professionals are concerned the bill doesn't do enough to address dissatisfaction over pay, specifically among dental assistants. They believe that one of the main reasons people aren't filling open positions is that improving access to training isn't enough to address their frustrations. I love you, you love me, we're a happy family, with a great big hug Uh. and a kiss from me to you, won't you say you love me too? Oh, doesn't that bring back some wonderful memories? Well, Uh, Mattel? It does, (laughs) actually. Mattel has announced that it plans to relaunch Barney, the purple and green dinosaur that was a staple of millennial childhoods with whimsical songs about family and friendship on the popular television show Barney and Friends. Barney will star in a new animated series that will debut globally in 2024, along with a new slate of toys, clothing, books, and other accessories to be released. But unlike the six-foot-tall T-Rex costume millennials are familiar with, the new and improved Barney, animation only. So it's a cartoon. It's a cartoon. So created in the 80s by former teacher Cheryl Leach, Barney and Friends premiered on PBS in April 1992. The show was often set on a playground or in a classroom and featured Barney's cast of fuzzy friends, including Baby Bop. Remember Baby I, Bop? Oh, my gosh. Yeah. I do remember Baby Bop. He was the green Triceratops and mostly child actors, including... Demi Lovato and Selena Gomez. No kidding. Yeah, I didn't know that. I didn't realize they were among the cast also. (laughs) Much to the dismay of many parents having to listen to that song (laughs) and all of the goofy, you know, sounds of Barney, kids loved him. They did. They did. So if it could keep your kids quiet long enough for you to enjoy a cup of coffee in silence, I love him. Well, he's back. All right. Well, a team of Vancouver high school science students has won the National Science Bowl Regional Competition and will head to Washington, D.C. to compete in the National Science Bowl National Finals. The students from Mountain View High School will head to the nation's capital from April 27th to May 1st on an all-expenses-paid trip. In a statement, Asmerit Asifwa Bear, the Department of Education Office of Science Director, said the National Science Bowl is extraordinary competition that brings together young minds across America through science and technology. And I would like to congratulate the Mountain View High School team as they advance to the national finals. Good luck to you, our future scientists, visionaries, and leaders. Congratulations. That is exciting. Yeah, Yeah, good for them. In sports, with just a couple of days to go before the season gets underway, the University of Portland baseball team projected to finish fourth in the West Coast Conference, according to the preseason coaches poll that was announced yesterday. Three pilots made the preseason all-conference team, including outfielder Jake Holcroft, as well as pitchers Peter Allegro and Brock Gillis, 
Portland finished last season second in the WCC and third in the conference tournament. Gonzaga Bulldogs were picked to repeat as the WCC regular season champions. Pilots open the regular season on Friday with the four-game series at Utah Tech. So baseball season, uh, ready to go. Uh, David, I am already getting all the sounders, the baseball <laughs> hit, the there crowd you, cheering. There you go. Uh, Fogarty, he is ready to sing. Nice. Bring on some baseball. Well, many employees of school systems leave behind important memories with their students, but for bus driver Patty Reitz, well, she principally leaves behind a memory of friendship and warm ears. Known as Miss Patty, the Clarence Central School District bus driver in New York has crocheted 7,083 hats over three decades of service wow. for the students and the school. Now, her career included years working in the elementary school cafeteria, but she began crocheting in 2005 to pass the time while caring for her mother while she was in the hospital. Reed said, I need something to do. Well, later she looked it up and while waiting for the students to board her bus. Well, back on her first attempt at a hat, a high schooler looked at it when he noticed what she was doing and he said, boy, the one boy that gets that on the bus, that's going to be perfect for him heading down some slopes. And she said, well, I'm making this hat and this one's for you. Now, she uses colored yarn and buys it all herself, though she regularly receives gifts, cards, and other presents, certainly around Christmas time. Now, despite the tremendous amount of work she's already done, Reed says, well, she has no plan to stop with her hat making. The bus driver said she's already getting organized for next year's bus riders. Yeah, that's great. 7,000 hats. That's amazing. Now, she's made all different kinds. She says the Santa styles are real popular. Yeah. And there's also a real run on Bill's colors. Oh, sure. Those are very popular. Yeah. And she said she also makes ones with a hole on top so girls can pull their ponytail <laughs> through and still keep their ears <laughs> warm. Great. It's time to find out what's going on in our Catholic community. This Saturday from 1 to 6, and again on Sunday from 9.30 to 2, is the Eucharistic Miracles of the World exhibit at Holy Redeemer Catholic Church in Vancouver. It is the international exhibition, The Eucharistic Miracles of the World, Conceived and Designed by Blessed Carlo Acutis. And remember, you can find more details on these and other events. Head over to the community calendar, materdayradio.com and the Hail Mary media app. Michael Davis is going to join us next. He's at Report on Human Development. Stay with us. Support for Monterey Radio comes from our Leadership Circle members, including Best Buy in Town Landscape Supply. Since 1984, Best Buy in Town has been supplying the area with landscape products and services, including bark dust blowing, rock, soil, sod, and recycler of yard debris. Located at 2200 Cornelius Pass Road in Hillsboro. Online at bestbybark.com or 503-645-6665. Please join Mater Dei Radio and Franciscan missionary Sister Anne Marie Warren with the morning offering. O Jesus, through the Immaculate Heart of Mary, I offer you my prayers, works, joys, and sufferings of this day for all the intentions of your Sacred Heart in union with this holy sacrifice of the Mass throughout the world in reparation for my sins 
were the intentions of all my relatives and friends, and in particular were the intentions of the Holy Father. Amen. In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. For more prayer resources, and to let us know how we can pray for your intentions, please visit MontereyRadio.com. Support for Mater Day Radio comes from our Leadership Circle members, including Mount Hood Hospice. For more than 40 years, Mount Hood Hospice has been serving those in their final stages of life with loving care in East Multnomah and Clackamas counties. With a compassionate medical and spiritual support team, hospice services are provided wherever the patient lives. With the top listing on Medicare's Care Compare, information online at mounthoodhospice.org. Find the peace you need by joining Monterey Radio and the Benedictine Monks of Mount Angel Abbey on the Hail Mary Media app. Throughout the day, you can break away from the stress and worry of your world and journey to the Abbey Church on the hilltop for a live stream of the Liturgy of the Hours. In addition to these peaceful times with the monks, the Hail Mary Media app also features Monterey Radio's live broadcast, podcast of all our original programming, including shows available exclusively on the app, an interactive community calendar of Catholic events, your own customizable schedule of personal prayer reminders, and much more. Download some peace into your life today. Look for Hail Mary Media in the App Store, Google Play, or click MontereyRadio.com for all the details. Find your peace with the Benedictine monks of Mount Angel Abbey on the Hail Mary Media app from Monterey Radio. The bridge between your faith and everyday life. It is 814 at Monterey Radio. Cold out there this morning. Dense fog advisory until 10. Sunny skies later today, high of 45. Frost overnight tonight, low of 30. And then cloudy skies for Thursday, a high of 45. All right. Well, it is still very cool. 31 degrees at St. Philip's Catholic Church in Woodland, Washington. And 27 degrees at Queen of Peace Church in Salem. Well, it seems right that we would work to enlarge our freedoms and grow our opportunities. And here in the U.S., well, we've been blessed to have freedoms and decide how we live and what we do. But we also know that that's not how it is for so many others around the world. So what's our responsibility, both as a country and also personally, to help other countries and people develop? Well, joining me today to tell us what Pope Benedict wrote on human development is Michael Davis. Michael is with me today to preview his latest podcast episode, Common Sense on Social Justice. Good morning, Michael. Thanks for joining us today. Sure. Good morning. Good to see you again. So on this week's episode, you're covering three areas that kind of are involved with human development as Pope Benedict lays them out. What are those? Those are human development, strong families in the environment, and he says they are all tied together. Now, they're tied together. Now, does one of those issues maybe outweigh the other other parts, or is there not one of those that is maybe more important or more focused on than the others? Yeah, not really. I would say no to that because he brings out that you can't sacrifice one for the other. So, We have to learn how to simultaneously deal with all three of those things. So oftentimes, like some of our governmental environmental policies, makes life too hard for families to keep providing for themselves, for example. 
All right. Well, let's break each one of these open then. As far as Pope Benedict has been writing about in his encyclical, so human development. So as I said in the introduction, we almost feel like we're at the pinnacle here in the U.S. I mean, we are first world. Mm -hmm. We have natural resources. We have wealth. But is there more to do? So when we're talking about human development, is that across the board? I mean, is that affecting everybody? Are we continuing to develop just at different paces? Well, certainly uh, it involves everybody. Obviously, one of the things he brings out is that in many countries, people don't have access to education, clean water, food. You know, so mm-hmm. they need to be able to develop that way. Whereas here, because we have such broken families, we've kind of we're underdeveloped spiritually and underdeveloped mentally wow. because of that breakdown. And so you see rampant homelessness, for example. Okay. And then the environment as part of all of that, obviously we're within the environment. We mm-hmm. have to be good stewards. But how does that balance? I mean, are you, in order to make good, strong families, the environment sometimes gets the short end of the stick also. Mm -hmm. I think it was recently referred to as uh, Pope Francis said, other countries, the playground of the bigger countries. Yeah, I mean, one of the blatant examples of that is the British uh, taking of resources from India, right? I mean blatant one country powerful taking over another country for their resources and taking those resources but you know uh in the in this chapter the pope brings out you cannot no country can consume or should consume all the resources on itself energy resources he names jobs you can't consume all the jobs on yourselves um and yeah it really is uh a struggle we have as humans now in the podcast i bring out that there's two really bad habits that one that the conservatives have a bad habit with the environment and one that the liberals have a bad habit the conservatives have a bad habit of abusing the environment for self-consumption and the liberals have a bad habit of creating such strict environmental policies that stifles human development you can't keep going forward okay yeah. so there is a balance a in balance, that yeah. that as you said make sure that well, the needs of all three of those elements are met and uh, not one abuse by another. Michael Davis is joining me today. We're having a common sense discussion on social justice and a discussion on human development. Well, Michael, one of these areas that you talked about, too, was strong families. And you just mentioned, too, about how in the United States, our strong families are suffering. I mean, yeah. the, the devil really has taken a root and focus a lot of destruction in our families and we seem to be caving to Mm. that our families are a mess so who do we look to to develop strong families if here in the united states they're falling apart yeah i mean it's it's sad i mean our movie industry our television shows our music industry in the united states is to blame uh for a lot of things i mean in our movies and and uh and in our um uh, television shows men are made to look weak and stupid. Uh, the woman is dominant in the home. Uh, the divorce is the norm uh, in a lot of movies and television shows. Single parenting is the norm. Uh, and then, of course, now all these uh, redefining of the family. 
sure. is the norm. It's just, you know, and it's sad. Just broken families has become the norm. And if we could just get the movie industry and television shows, the music industry to to present strong, good families, then maybe people would be influenced and supported in that. But you know who we look to? Third world countries where the families are intact. They're strong. <laughs> yeah. It does feel like maybe the reason why that it is 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 because, well, they need each other. Mm-hmm. And everybody yeah. has a role to play in the family in yeah. countries where you're all trying to bring each other up. Whereas here in the United States, well, you know, people, families don't seem to need or want each other as much as perhaps our parents wanted for us. Yeah, yeah, so true. And there's just that lack of support. You know, like if a family's struggling, even in churches, if a family's struggling, they're left alone to struggle and fall apart. We just would, as a community, come around each other and help each other. But I would say one of the underlying sins of the United States that brings that on is individualism. Mm -hmm. Because, well, we're individuals, pick yourself up, you know. No, there's something to be said about community living and supporting and walking together. Well, Michael, as always, you bring forward a common sense discussion about this. And we talk about these large, big worldwide topics like human development, our responsibilities in that. But you also break it down to where we can do those things and strive for a better world right in our own neighborhood. So this week, if we're talking about human development and maybe we're struggling within our own families, how do we lift each other up, even if we're struggling ourselves in certain areas? Yeah, and at the end of the podcast this week, I talk about that. I give five steps to do just that and five steps to do all three of those things, environment, human development, families. How do you do all those simultaneously without sacrificing one for the other? I give you five steps in the podcast to do just that. All right. Well, sounds good. Michael, I appreciate your time today. Always a great discussion. We learned so much and really appreciate your podcast. Yes, I appreciate the opportunity and speaking with you again. And again, that is Michael Davis. His podcast is Common Sense on Social Justice. You're going to find his latest episode on our webpage under the Stand Alone podcast. You'll also have access to it on the Hail Mary media app. And it is 823 at Mater Day Radio. Well, one of the ways you can support Mater Day Radio is through our vehicle donation program. If you have an old car, truck, boat, motorcycle, or RV, you can donate that vehicle to Mater Day Radio's vehicle donation program. Really quick and easy process. Go to our website, the Get Involved menu, vehicle donation, take it to the page, a couple forms to fill out, you're good to go, and it's a likely tax deduction for you as well. That is Mater Day Radio's vehicle donation program on our website at materdayradio.com or through the Hail Mary media app. Support for Mater Dei Radio comes from our Leadership Circle members, including Dr. Mark Bianco, family dentist. Dr. Bianco practices family dentistry in the neighborhood of 122nd Avenue and Stark Street in Southeast Portland. Dr. Bianco, family dentist, online at biancodentistry.com or 503-252-1722. That's 503-252-1722. Support for Mater Day Radio comes from our Leadership Circle members, including Catholic Charities of Oregon, answering Pope Francis' call to charity. Since 1933, Catholic Charities has been putting faith into action 
by serving the poorest and most vulnerable in our community. Services promote life and help families thrive. Catholic Charities Program Information at CatholicCharitiesOregon.org. What do you get when you cross a Catholic radio show host and a permanent deacon? A match made in heaven. I'm Deacon Scott Aiken from the Archdiocese of Seattle. And I'm Brenda Aiken from The Morning Blend. Work and family life can be hectic. We understand, and together we'll find God's grace. We may not always agree, but we are always faithful. Listen on Friday evenings at 7.30 and Sunday evenings at 6 as we share stories about our faith, our family, and our view from the pew. Right here on Mater Day Radio, the bridge between your faith and everyday life. They're not baristas, but they do serve up a good cup of joy. It's the Morning Blend with David and Brenda on Mater Day Radio. And it is 825 here at Mater Day Radio. Well, Jesus gets hit by a little lightning. An incredible photo snapped at the exact moment it happened. I'll have that story for you, plus more coming up in news. Here is Sarah Kroger. Alleluia is our song. And we are the Morning Blend right here at Mater Day Radio, the bridge between your faith and everyday life. What hope we have even in the longest night for the light will overcome. We will not fear for we know the sun will rise by the we
That is Sarah Kroger, and Alleluia is our song. It's 8.30 at Mater Day Radio, the bridge between your faith and everyday life. And in your news, Pope Francis said Wednesday that Christians are called to bring the gospel into the world without becoming worldly. For the church, he said, falling into worldliness is the worst thing that can happen. Now, speaking in his general audience in Paul VI Hall, Pope Francis reflected on Jesus' words to his disciples. Behold, I am sending you like sheep among wolves. Pope Francis quoted a homily by St. John Chrysostom in which the late 4th century church father wrote, As long as we are lambs, we will conquer. And even if we are surrounded by many wolves, we will overcome them. But if we become wolves, we will be defeated because we will be deprived of the shepherd's help. He does not shepherd wolves, but lambs. Now, the live stream address was the fourth in Pope Francis' cycle of catechesis on the passion for evangelization. At the end of the audience, Pope Francis asked Catholics not to forget to pray for the people of Ukraine that their cruel suffering may soon be over. He also thanked musicians from a youth orchestra who performed at the general audience and greeted pilgrims. Well, don't be surprised if you come upon a closed crosswalk in the near future. The Oregon Department of Transportation has announced it will be closing 181 crosswalks across busy roads this year. The crossings are on state highways that serve as major roads in ODOT's Region 1. That includes cities such as Portland, Beaverton, Hillsboro, Tigard, Lake Oswego, and more. Closures are planned as part of a project to bring approximately 25,000 crosswalks across the state into compliance with the Americans with Disabilities Act. Most of the crosswalks will be upgraded with safety improvements and kept open. ODOT says the project was launched in response to a formal complaint from the Association of Oregon Centers for Independent Living. Together, the parties reached an agreement to improve curb ramps and pedestrian signals along all state highways. Well, a photographer captured the breathtaking moment lightning struck the iconic Christ the Redeemer statue in Rio de Janeiro on Friday. The once-in-a-lifetime photograph, which has gone viral on social media, shows a bolt of lightning hitting the head of the nearly 100-foot-tall statue. It's the largest depiction of Jesus in the world. Fernando Braga captured the stunning scene when a sudden thunderstorm hit the coast. He then posted the photo on Instagram saying, Divine the lightning, it's Friday. He said he snapped the photo around 6.55 p.m. using his Nikon D800 camera. Now, Christ the Redeemer, which has been named one of the seven modern wonders of the world, towers over Rio de Janeiro at over 2,000 feet on Corcovado Hill. It was built in 1931 with 700 tons of concrete and lined with soapstone. The statue has become an emblem of the city as well as a national symbol for Brazil. Now, David, the statue is struck by lightning between three and five times every year, according to the BBC. Now, the statue's right thumb needed to be repaired after it was chipped during a 2014 lightning strike. So what strikes me about this photograph, and I don't know if this is just how the capture, the the camera captured the lightning, Uh or if this was actually the case, 
but it is a thick bolt of lightning. It is like a light from the heavens, just like a beam down on it. Uh, Almost kind of lights the statue up itself a little bit. Uh, But you're right. It's it's a thick lightning strike. That's such an iconic statue as well. You see that on aerial shots as like you come in if you're flying into the city. Yeah, Yeah, it's pretty amazing. Hey, kids, do you have permission from your parents to use Facebook? No. Okay, well, that's what Ohio Governor Mike DeWine is hoping for, as his new budget proposal would create a law that social media companies must obtain a parent's permission for children under 16 years of age to sign up for social media and gaming apps. Companies subject to the regulations include Facebook, TikTok, Instagram, YouTube. They would have to produce methods to determine if a user is under 16 and send written confirmation to parents to verify their consent is legitimate. Now, if parents do not sign off on the company's terms of service, their children could not use the platforms. The restrictions would apply only to new accounts. It would not apply to e-commerce or online shopping. So, yeah, I mean, I, I don't know how involved it would be to go through this whole sign-up process, mm-hmm. but see if it passes. Okay. Well, Clark County Schools saw a mixed bag of results across four funding measures in three districts in early results Tuesday night. Vancouver Public Schools, the second business the second biggest district in southwest Washington is passing its replacement levy, while three levies between the Washougal School District and Woodland Public Schools are failing. Just 40,871 ballots have been counted as of Tuesday night. That's among the 182,000 registered voters. Now, two funding propositions in the Washougal School District appear to be failing. Both measures require a simple majority to pass. The district is made up of voters in both Clark and Skamania counties. Proposition 10, also a replacement educational programs and operations levy, is failing with 54.28% voting to reject. Now, Woodland Public Schools Replacement Educational Programs and Operations Levy also appears to be failing with 56.7% voting to reject across both Clark and Cowlitz counties. In sports, the Portland Trail Blazers will be heading into the All-Star break with a loss. Last night at the Moda Center, the Blazers fell to the Washington Wizards 126-101. Kyle Kuzma had the hot hand for the Wizards, scoring 33 points. Damian Lillard led Portland again with 39. But overall, the Blazers shot just 28% from behind the arc. Portland will need some time to heal up with several players sitting out last night, including center Yusuf Nurkic. Also, this wasn't good. Anthony Simons went down in the third quarter with a sprained ankle. They did x-rays, I think, following the game, and they were negative, but they're going to have more tests done today. After the All-Star break, the Blazers play next all the way on February 23rd. That's like the week from tomorrow. They'll play at Sacramento. Portland is two games below 500. So if they're going to make the playoffs, they're going to have to go on a bit of a run here down the stretch. Now's the time. Use this break to heal, uh, rejuvenate yourself, and let's get ready to attack the second half of this season. All right. Thanks, Coach. Okay. Well, Ash Wednesday, Good Friday are obligatory days of fasting and abstinence for Catholics. We know Ash Wednesday, 
one week away from today. Now, in addition, Fridays during Lent are obligatory days of abstinence. So for members of the Latin Catholic Church, the norms on fasting are obligatory from age 18 to 59. While fasting, a person is permitted to eat one full meal as well as two smaller meals that together are not equal to a full meal. And the norms concerning abstinence from meat are binding upon members of the church from age 14 onwards. The USCCB goes on to state, if possible, the fast on Good Friday is continued until the Easter Vigil on Holy Saturday night as the Paschal fast to honor the suffering and death of the Lord Jesus and to prepare ourselves to share more fully and to celebrate more readily his resurrection. There are seven benefits, according to St. Augustine, Augustine, that fasting is good for. Here's what he says. Okay. Fasting cleanses the soul, raises the mind, subjects one's flesh to the spirit, renders the heart contrite and humble, scatters the clouds of concupiscence, quenches the fires of lust, and kindles the true light of chastity concupiscence concupiscence that's our uh basically our need to continue to sin again and again and again okay thank <laughs> so, you all right there you go it's time to find out what's going on in our catholic community and coming up on a monday at 5 30 young adult mass and social gathering at the cathedral in portland saint mary's cathedral invites all young adults to come to the cathedral for 5.30 Mass, followed by a wine and cheese social at St. Joseph's Hall. The cathedral hosts a regular young adult Mass and social every third Monday of the month. And remember, you can find more details on these and other events. Just head over to the community calendar at materdayradio.com. Hey, we have a homily highlight coming up with Father Bill Moissant at Resurrection Church in Tualatin right after the forecast. Support for Monterey Radio comes from our Leadership Circle members, including Best Buy in Town Landscape Supply. Since 1984, Best Buy in Town has been supplying the area with landscape products and services, including bark dust blowing, rock, soil, sod, and recycler of yard debris. Located at 2200 Cornelius Pass Road in Hillsboro. Online at bestbybark.com or 503-645-6665. I just don't have the time. Reality or a convenient excuse? One Minute Monk, Abbot Placid Solari of Belmont Abbey. How often have we used the excuse that we simply don't have the time? We have at our total and complete disposal all the time it has pleased Almighty God to make. God is not making less time, so the reality is that when we say we do not have enough time, we are really saying that we have chosen to give priority to other things. Sometimes these priorities are important and imposed on us by other obligations, such as work and family. In that case, we may need to ask ourselves if we can give up something, however difficult that may be. Much of the time, however, we are simply choosing other ways to spend our time. For your free copy of The Rule of St. Benedict, visit OneMinuteMonk.com. O-N-E, MinuteMonk.com. If our priorities match our beliefs, we will always have enough time for the truly important things in life. 
Support from Mater Day Radio comes from our Leadership Circle members, including Blessings from Heaven, the peaceful place to shop for all things Catholic. Blessings from Heaven has a variety of gifts for all occasions and many other Catholic items to choose from. Located on the corner of 3rd and Southwest Tucker Avenue in Beaverton, Blessings from Heaven is open Tuesday through Saturday. For more information, call 503-644-1814. Hi everyone, this is David from Mater Day Radio's Morning Blend. I would like to invite you to check out my new podcast, On The Go, where I have a chance to visit with coaches, musicians, artists, and more. We go a little bit more in-depth with the podcast, which hopefully gives you a little more insight into the good folks we talk to. It's On The Go, available on your favorite podcast platform or Mater Day Radio's free Hail Mary media app. I'll talk to you soon. It is 8.42 at Mater Day Radio. It is a cold one out there this morning. There is a dense fog advisory until 10 this morning, so be aware of that. We may see a little sunshine, though, today, high of 45 degrees, then frost overnight tonight, low down to 30. And then for Thursday, mostly cloudy skies, a high of 45. But then Friday again, mostly sunny, high near 50. So wow. Friday could be a really pretty day. All right. Well, currently it is 32 degrees at Our Lady of Lords Catholic School in Vancouver. And 28 degrees at St. Francis Church in Sherwood. Need a recap of Sunday's readings? It's time for Homily Highlights on Mater Day Radio. And today's homily highlight from Father Bill Moissant, pastor at Resurrection Church in Tualatin. If you choose, you keep my commandments. If you choose, we have a choice. The Lord allows us to make choices, not robots, automatons, doing God made us to do, we have a choice. The prophet Sirach says that God has set before you fire and water. To whichever you choose, stretch out your hand. You can put your hand into fire, want to, or you can put your hand into cool water. Before you are choices of life and death, good and evil. You have those choices. We will call to make good choices. The Lord gave us the commandments to help us with those choices. Ten commandments. Three of them have to do with our relationship to God. The other seven have to do with our relationship with other people. Ammons tell us not to do something. Don't steal. Don't kill. Don't commit adultery. Don't go after your neighbor's goods. Don't do that. The reason is that it causes discord in the community and you can be in danger. The purpose of the commandments was to keep peace among the tribes. 
Don't kill anybody. Their family's liable will come and kill you. Don't steal from someone. Because the community may come and steal things back from you. Don't betray your promises. Don't go back on your vows. Because that's how people will treat you. So the commandments were given to us to keep us safe. Keep us well. In the gospel, Jesus is calling us not to abolish that law. The law was there to protect us, to protect the people. Not just the Ten Commandments, but the whole law were given to the Jewish people, 613 tenants. The purpose of those tenants were to keep people safe. They had ways to clean your bowls, clean your bed, do things that were hygienic. Even before they knew anything about germs, the law taught them how to stay healthy. The law taught them. Taught them to live as community. Taught to have things in common and to live in peace. And so we're called to make good choices, follow the commandments. and to do even more. Jesus says in the gospel that you were called not to kill, but support one another, rather. Go past what the law was requiring. We're given a choice. We can put our hand into the cool water, or we can choose to put our hand into the fire. If you've raised children, you know they test your reality. Say, don't do that. Don't stick your finger in that socket. Well, guess what? They're probably going to do it. They're going to have to live and learn by their experience. But we too are called to listen to the Lord, listen to what he's saying to us in the Ten Commandments and in the Beatitudes, in the Gospel. Because it's called, we're called to be safe and to have a life. We just do what we want. We just run roughshod over other people. That hurts us as well as them. So God calls us to live a decent life, to live a life of love. Jesus talks about Gehenna in the Gospel. Now, Hannah was a horrible place. It was the city garbage dump. It was down in a valley below the city of David in the old city. Space is still there. The dump isn't there. But the area is there. It's a terrible place. It's where they burned their garbage. There are dead animals in there. There were dead people in there. You don't want to go in there. It's dangerous in there. It stinks. The libel will get sick or something's going to happen to you. So Jesus is calling us to make good choices for ourselves. God doesn't send us into Gehenna. We go in there ourselves. Don't go in there. But we may choose to anyway by our choices. Regret. 
Regret is a horrible experience. In the Old Norse language, there was a word that was grata, which is where regret comes from. Grata means to weep, to be sad about what we've done in our past, the bad choices we made, the choices we made that not only maybe hurt other people, but hurt ourselves. You maybe remember what it's like to be in your 20s. You're indestructible. You can do anything. Nothing's going to happen to you. You can just run about, take risks, take chances. But then we learn from experience, don't do that. Well, we learn it when we're 30. Well, maybe 40. Maybe 50. It finally dawns on us, do what the Lord is telling us to do, or you're going to have regret in your life. Regret is, regret is a sorrow that's so frustrating because there's nothing you can do about it. It's in the past. You've done it. Made those bad choices, and we're going to live with it. That can be a terrible experience. It's hard to bring any healing to it. And so we're called to listen to the commandments, live in love with one another, don't mistreat people, be people of love and compassion and forgiveness as Jesus teaches us. Because in that way, we make that good choice of putting our hand in the water. Don't put your hand in the fire because you get hurt. And so a goal in life is to get through this without regret. Now that doesn't mean we don't make mistakes. We're not perfect people. We do things we shouldn't have done. But we try to get through it with no regret. Our goal is to live our lives as best we can in spite of all the mistakes we might make. But we get through it with no regret. That's because we're called to make good choices. We're called to have a plan, be intentional about the choices that we make, and good, do good ones. Don't fight against God's law, because it's there to help us and protect us and live out our lives in health, safety, and love. And that is today's homily highlight from Father Bill Moissant, pastor at Resurrection Church in Tualatin. Now you can listen to that homily again or any of our great locally produced shows, our interviews on Morning Blend, well, including the Morning Blend itself. They're all made into podcasts and you can find them on our webpage at materdayradio.com. You're also going to have access to the full library of podcasts, plus an amazing library of prayers and resources just in time for the Lenten season. If you download the free Hail Mary media app, you can begin using that right away. All the information again can be found materdayradio.com. Support for Materday Radio comes from our Leadership Circle members, including Dr. Mark Bianco Family Dentist. Dr. Bianco practices family dentistry in the neighborhood of 122nd Avenue and Stark Street in Southeast Portland. Dr. Bianco Family Dentist, online at biancodentistry.com. 
or 503-252-1722. That's 503-252-1722. This is Father Eric Anderson, pastor of St. Stephen Catholic Church in Portland, Oregon. Please join me in praying the Memorare to St. Joseph. In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. Remember, almost chaste spouse of the Virgin Mary, then never was it known that anyone who implored your help or sought your intercession were left unassisted. Full of confidence in your power, I fly unto you and beg your protection. Despise not, O guardian of the Redeemer, my humble supplication, but in your bounty hear and answer me. Amen. In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. For more prayer resources, or to let us know how we can pray for your intentions, please visit us online at materdayradio.com. That's materdayradio.com, the bridge between your faith and everyday life. Support for Mater Day Radio comes from our Leadership Circle members, including the Portland Division of the World Apostolate of Fatima. WAF is the only Fatima organization worldwide to speak in the name and with the authority of the Church on Fatima. The World Apostolate of Fatima promotes the faithful message of Fatima, including praying the rosary daily and practicing the first Saturday devotion. WAF information can be found at bluearmy.com. Are you searching for stories of how God is transforming lives in profound and creative ways? Do you want to be inspired to join the mission of evangelization? I'm Miriam Marston, host of Blazing the Trail, and each week through interviews, scripture, and song, we explore what it looks like to share the gospel with courage and hope. Please join me on Wednesdays and Sundays at 7.30 p.m. right here on Mater Day Radio or anytime on materdayradio.com or the Hail Mary media app. It's joy. It's inspiration. It's the Morning Blend with David and Brenda on Mater Day Radio. And it is 8.56 at Mater Day Radio. Well, we'll take one last look at your forecast this morning. That dense fog advisory in place until 10 this morning. So uh, be careful out there driving around. It's kind of icy out there, too. It's cold this morning. We'll see some sunshine later today, a high of 45 degrees, then frosty again overnight tonight, low down to 30. Then for Thursday, mostly cloudy, a high of 45, 31 on Thursday night, so it's going to be cold. cold. Yeah, kind of right on through the weekend, but at least a little sunshine for Friday again, a high of 50. It is currently a chilly 30 degrees in the Rose City. And closing out our show today here is Unspoken. Start a fire. It sounds pretty good this morning. You are listening to The Morning Blend right here at Mater Day Radio. This world can be cold and bitter. It feels like we're in the dead of winter, waiting on something better. But am I really gonna hide forever, over and over again? I hear your voice in my head.
That is Unspoken and Start a Fire. It's 8.59 at Mater Day Radio. Hey, that's going to do it for the Morning Blend on this Wednesday. Thank you so much for joining us. We do appreciate it. Zipping right through the week. All right, boy. It is so sunny out. I had to close all my blinds here, though, too. I know. So it looks like it's just going to be a great day. Yeah, try to get out for a walk. Hopefully it warms up a little. Well, just dress in layers, David. That's true. That's all you need need to do. That is going to wrap it up for us on the Morning Blend. It is Wednesday. That means Miriam Marston's going to be blazing the trail. You can catch her podcast on the Hail Mary Media app. We hope you have a very blessed afternoon.